Circuit Podcast is brought to you by Tradify. Now, they make software um, for tradespeople. Some of the best software out there today. Um, it just simplifies the way you do business. Now, head over to tradifyhq.com and use promo code EGTE50 and you'll get 50% off your first three months. Um, and just have a look at what they do. There's, there's a trial package on there and there's so much stuff that Tradify does to make your life easier and save you time. Now let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to Short Circuit Podcast. I'm Fat Sam. Now, um, Short Circuit wasn't always going to be um, an electrical podcast. Um, it's, But I didn't ever expect it to take the turn I'm about to tell you about. We're going down a different route, and I really hope you guys join me on this journey. Now, <clears throat> talking to Matt, and this is why I've had to do this preface, um, because actually Matt and I had a conversation, and it was nearly three hours long. Um, and I had to sort of cut together the bits that I could put out, and then there's bits I'm just not ready to put out yet. But this is a different type of conversation. Now... And it's where I'm taking Short Circuit Podcast. And I hope you guys come along the, on the journey with me. I've suffered from depression, mental health, um, addiction, all kinds of stuff in my lifetime. And I'm still about and kicking now. And in fact, 2020 has been one of my best years ever. Um, and Matt is the same type of guy not that he's done not that he's been addicted or anything like that but he is dealing with his own mental issues on a daily basis but he's got a handle on it and he's thriving and what I, what I find interesting about that is how he's doing it and then I want to bring that knowledge to trades um and so the last couple of podcasts I've done after Matt's one is also about the same thing people keeping a handle on their issues and actually turn them into positives and, and, and using it to drive their life forward. Um, there's, it's a, hopefully it's going to be a powerful podcast. Um, I do bear my soul and talk a lot through it. So please don't judge me on that. Um, and without further ado, let's do this. It's a two-parter. Um, yeah, let's do it. Hello and welcome. We're back with another one of these uh, Electricians podcasts. Um, and today we've got the... The uh, powerful, opinionated um, Matt from uh, Thomas and Burke on Instagram. Say hello, Matt. Hello, how are we doing, everyone? Nice so, to see you. So, um, Matt, I've got you on here because I know you've got some quite strong opinions you like to voice. Um, yeah. And I don't know, you, you've got a bit of a following going on on, on Instagram. And, and this is the whole point of this show, to speak to people like yourselves you know, not the mega stars like the Bundys and the David Savories of the industry. Speak to people like you, like yourself, proper people on the, well, not proper people, but Sparks, you know, with an opinion. That's what it's about. Get to know you a little bit, find out a bit about you. Yeah, basically, I, I set this, um, I set the Instagram up three months ago, actually, uh, 24th of August. And it was, I didn't really know what direction I wanted to go in because I'd never been on social media before. So, you know, you see a load of pictures of tools and, you know, different bits of work and that's great. But the work we do, I can't really take a lot of photos and do a lot of videos. So, um, so I just started 
sort of chatting on it really to just started talking about work and about different things and the experiences that I've been through in life and started to open up and share you know my my opinion and my experience that's all it is so I don't you know pro pro proclaim is that the word to be a you know I'm, I'm like a, a health you know person or a mindset person or a mental health person you know I don't proclaim to be any of that I just I just say my experiences and for 36 I've been through a few so uh, well I'm looking forward to getting into that now before we start there is a age on a tradition when you do a podcast with myself uh, yeah a quick fire question man there is a right and wrong answer and you will be judged very harshly on the on, on your answer especially if it's perfect wrong. right so number one what is your favorite power tool brand Milwaukee. Wrong. Um, number two, uh, cutters or croppers? Side cutters or croppers? Has to be side cutters. Peasant. Um, tea or coffee? Definitely coffee. Ah, we've got one right so far, that's good. But it has to be black coffee. Uh, any coffee, it doesn't matter. Right, okay. I'm, trying, I'm working towards black coffee, but right. I'm working towards it. Um, right. Work trousers or jeans? Oh, definitely work trousers. Second one, right? You're, you're back in contention now. Uh, day rate or price? Say that again, sorry. Day rate or price? Um, oh, definitely price. Well, that's the wrong answer, but it's because I'm right. fat and lazy. So, it's a, it's <laughs> and what is your favourite tester brand? Mega. Wrong. Because um, it should now be TIS. Very good friends. Of right. Okay. <laughs> so uh, you've done. You got two, two right out of that. So yeah. you like Milwaukee? I'll be fair to you though. Milwaukee is. I'm starting to see what they're bringing out, and I'm like, I like it a lot. Especially their 12 volt stuff. It's amazing. Yeah. Especially yeah. the spark. That's really all you need, isn't it? Yeah. You don't need the big stuff, do you? So no. Can I just mention as well that that's two more than I got in my GCSEs, so I'm that's pretty you, good. You're winning. You're winning. You're winning at life. Um, I think it was uh, it's either Amy or Jamie smashed it out of the park. One of them two did. Can't remember now. I try not to keep track of useless information. So let's get into it. So where did it all start? What you what you about? Did you do an apprenticeship? Did you do are you an adult trainee? Tell us how you got into the trades. So I went to, I grew up in, uh, in a small town called Rithin in, in North Wales. Um, oh. so, so I am, I am a Welshman. Um, in the valleys? Yeah, it's in yeah. the valleys. In the, it's in here in the valleys. Um, so, so yeah, so, so I started out, I actually want, went to Wrexham College to be a plumber. Um, and they said to me, there's no more courses. Um, my stepdad was a plumber. They said there's no more courses, so I was like, I'll do electrical. And I sat in a in a classroom for two weeks without an apprenticeship. And I went home and I was like, Mum, this is no good for me. Um, so we got the yellow pages out, as it were, back then. And I wrote three or four different letters and I got an interview. And I think I was it was about 43, 44 people went for it. Um, with it being such a small, you know, small area, but quite heavily populated um if you like so anyway i got the job and i started from there at 16 um 
And then I had to leave at 17 because I was thrown out of my house. And I, I went to live in Huddersfield with my sister. And I carried on doing my apprenticeship, luckily. Touch what I got. Out your house? I'm going to ask it. How, how, how deep do you want to go and how long have you got? Let's do it, man. Let's do it. It's a so, conversation. So I, I, I come from quite a, quite a uh, dysfunctional family, shall we say, quite a detached household. Um, and my my father left when I was was at, when I was eleven. I haven't seen him since I was eleven. And my mum was an alcoholic, um, and still drinks. But you know, um, it's I think it's everyone sort of accepted it more now. So um, so yeah, I I was just thrown out. I wasn't I wasn't a great person at seventeen. Um, very angry, etc. Didn't know myself. Was thrown out. And um, I went to live with my sister in Huddersfield. Um, and that wasn't great either, to be fair. That lasted two years. And then I moved out and got my own house at 19, um, which, was, which was very, very difficult. But, you know, you, the, you, I didn't have a choice, so you do what you've got to do, yeah. don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so, yeah, and that's why I still now go camping, sleep in the van, have cold showers in the morning, because I, I sort of enjoy the discomfort. I enjoy the, you know, the mental health attitude of seeking discomfort, because then I think that anything that life throws at you, you're fully prepared for that. And I think that's great. It's, it's funny, actually, because, you know, the great and powerful Joe Rogan, the podfather of podcasts, I don't know if you follow him, um, I've seen a couple of bits on him, yeah, because someone mentioned him. And, and what he talks about is, you know, a great way to approach life is by doing something difficult every day. So yeah. getting up, going to work ain't difficult. Um, no. But doing something like, you know, smashing it out in the, in the gym for an hour, difficult. Yeah. To do yeah. that every day is difficult. The discipline, yeah. the mindset that you need to do it is difficult. Um, you know, just anything like that where you've got to have discipline or you've got to do something real, take yourself outside your comfort zone is a powerful thing. Um, yeah. You know, I've, you know, I've got some, got some idea about um, alcoholic uh, people in your life. Uh, my, one of my good mates, he died, when was it? Died during the first lockdown. Um, right. So recently. Yeah. yeah. So he drunk himself to death. You know, it's a very insidious thing, alcoholism. Um, Oh, we won't go into it too tough, but it's a it's a big old thing, um, and it's more far more insidious and sinister than people think. They, like yeah. it's as bad as a drug. It's as bad as a drug habit. Everyone says. Everyone says. You know, you, you, the heroin, the the cocaine, you know, etc. But alcohol. If alcohol was invented today, It'd it wouldn't banned. get passed by law. No, definitely not. Hundred percent, it wouldn't get passed by law. <laughs> it, you like, know, I I like a drink. Sometimes I drink on the show, no problem. Yeah. But yeah. I'm I'm a former addict, big time. I was homeless. Yeah. Um, all these things, I turned my life around. So I see it from both sides, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a rough old thing. Addiction and this be for alcohol, alcoholism, alcoholism and addiction is exactly the same. It's an addiction yeah. to alcohol. You know, yeah. people try and separate it, but there is no separation really. 
I mean, there's use, there's use and abuse, isn't there? Yes. You know, you can use something, you can have a glass of red wine with your wife or your husband or whatever, and, and you know, a couple of drinks, and then there's abuse, you know? And we've all, you know, we've all been, been you know, gone on nights out and got pissed and thrown up and etc. But there's, I think as I, especially now as I grow up, like I did, I did CrossFit for two years. Um, I did, I did yeah, great. <laughs> it's, it's great. I, I, and that's, I think that's a different mindset. That's a, a mindset of no matter what level you're at, not, no, doesn't matter what comp, what level comp you're going at, to train for that and prepare for that is, I see more of people who've been through struggle to do that. Um, it's, because it's, a, because, because it's an, a funny thing. Now, I don't mean to make this about me, um, but you brought up CrossFit. That's something that was close to my heart because actually when I when I started my, my recovery, getting back into in, into the real world, you know, um, I, I was big in before. So it went, I was normal up until about 26. And then yeah. I got diagnosed with something, end of the world happened for me, and I spiraled out of control, brought myself back. Right. But one of the things I did before I fell into this dark chasm, like this sort of grey area, I've done um, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu at right. a high level. Um, got my purple belt. No, I got near to a purple belt, got my blue belt, nearly got my purple belt. Um, yeah. I was, you know, I was banging it on CrossFit four times a week, four times Jiu Jitsu, best shape of my life. And, and when you talk about CrossFit, that was the early days of CrossFit when you would log on to the internet and find, and there would be the, um, the workout of the day, the WOD would be yeah. hosted by the central CrossFit people. Yeah. And now it's sort of different now because I went back to yeah. about five, six And Rich, Rich Froning was the master then, wasn't he? Yes, yeah. Froning was your man then. And you just saw these, these people and they were like super athletes that could do anything. Yeah, and yeah. I was, I was competing at jiu-jitsu at the time and then training that and it was brilliant, man. I loved it. And, you know, yeah. I wish I, you know, if, you know, I don't really have regrets about life. I, I was out can weigh you down. But what I do have is like, I look back and I think, Jesus, I was in the best shape of my life. You know, I'm fat as fuck now. But, um, you know, it was good. Good times. And yeah. what I'm saying about the CrossFit thing, you all turn up, you know, you've all got different levels. At that time, some like they would have the wad of the day um, and it would be, you know, some people might do it in... 35 minutes and some people might do it in 55 minutes yeah yeah a 55 minute guy but you all competed and then you all stuck around to make sure that they that that's they right at home. love it yeah love it that's yeah right. and that's that's i i had a pt for a while uh, a few years ago and um, he said to me he, he'd, he'd bring the rower down down the stairs in the gym in the, in the globo gym or what you want to call it yeah and he'd set it out and he, he wouldn't do this for anyone else and i'd be like you all right bring the rower down he's like i'm a pt i do what i want it's you know my gym whatever and we do a mini like circuit and workout and he'd go you need to do crossfit he'd be banging on and i'm like i'm not going i'm not high-fiving anyone i'm not doing that <laughs> anyway and i and i turned up and i signed up and, and everyone's like cheering all the blokes have got their tops off and i'm like what is this place and i and i trained i think my first yeah my first sort of um class was with one of their fittest guys and i i was absolutely schooled i thought my word i'm on yeah, different level and i went away and the coach messaged me he was like how was it i was like disgusting but i'll see you tomorrow <laughs> so yeah um, you know there's one of, yeah. for me 
it's my favourite way of training, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. But again, I haven't I haven't been in the gym for. I've been in the gym messing about and stuff. I've done a bit of stuff. I'm I'm struggling to like if my if my biggest addiction now is, is eating. If I'm honest, yeah. um, can't can't stop. But <laughs> but I can. But um, it's rough. Um, and as you get older, it gets harder, doesn't it? I'm 38. Yeah. Of course it does. Yeah. yeah. It is what it is. But let's bring this back round. So you are. Yeah. Um. So. We talked about your childhood growing up. Nineteen years old, you're in your you're in your house. Um, tough times. So yeah. take us from there. So yeah, I, and I was, you know, I was the kind of lad who was like my, you know, the best thing I that could have happened to me was, you know, my dad was an abusive father, my mum was an alcoholic. You know, it, it was great for me that I thought because that 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 set me up. You know, I've been through the difficult times, and I wasn't, I couldn't have been further from the truth. I was just basically um you know broken i was a broken lad um and uh and i i was just you know women would ju just come in and go in and you know it was just i ju i was just a hundred mile an hour at everything um and and from there um i went to when i was about 21 i qualified and then at 21 I went to work for a different company in Huddersfield and they said, do you want to go, do you want to go and work in the Isle of Man? We've got a contract in the Isle of Man. I was like, where's the Isle of Man? Anyway, long story short, we, we got over there, started working on nights in the banks doing access control. And I was on a thousand pound a week. I'm 36 now. So, so, you know, 16 years ago, yeah. and it, it, was, it was awesome back then. So, so I was doing nights and we, and then it sort of went from there. And at 23, I set up, I set up my own business in the Isle of Man. And I did that for, for seven years over there. And it was really good. Um, but you I still did. You know what? I, I, I actually did my CBT, but I, the amount of times, because I used to go cycling with a lot of fire lads. So, yeah. so there was a, there was a big group of us, um, and they were like, you want, you should join the fire brigade. And I was like, no, because it just, I like the idea of it, but being sort of, um, you know, with it being so regimented, I just thought it's just not for me. I'm just not, I'm just not that person. Cause a lot of people say to me, you'd have been good in the military or you'd have been good, you know, doing it in the fire. And I just don't know. I, I, to be honest, I don't know. I don't know if it had broken me or made me or what. It's one of them things that they say every man regrets not being not being in the in the army at some point in his life, and, I, and that means true for me. I would like to have had a go. Yeah, yeah, um, it, yeah. Is it one of one of my like my business partners, ex-military, the the, uh, the a good mate of mine. He's um, he's an ex-Royal Marine commando, um, and the stories, brilliant. wow, brilliant. that he tells, and you know. One of his mates is SBS, and it, it's just incredible. And that, I, and the way of training would have been, you know, you, and, and the way of life there um, is, is absolutely incredible. But then every time you go out, you roll the dice, don't you? Yeah. And man. you don't know what's going to happen. I often think back, because it, it, for me, it come down to, um, so I was working at a gym at the time. Um, yeah, right, rough gym called FX Power Gym in Croydon, and uh, across in Croydon, yeah, as well. From yeah, yeah. so I, uh, across 
the flyover in Croydon. So that was one side of the flyover, and the other side was um, recruitment centre for the army. So me, okay. me and my mate went down there. We want to join the army. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, you read this stuff. Come back in in a couple of days, and we'll talk about getting you signed up for this. You've got to do this. You've got to go on this training day and all that sort of stuff. So I was a bit disappointed, and I come back out, and so I was walking back over the bridge. I got a phone call for a job, and I took that. Yeah. Instead of going ahead with that, it was. A, yeah. So I do regret. I wish I did something, but then again, you know, who knows where I'd be. I might be dead now. So you know. This is it. I and, and I, by no means do I ever think I wish I'd have gone in the army. I don't ever think that. Um, I like the way of, you know how they train, and and funnily enough. My uh, my missus, she signed me up for SAS Who Dares Wins <laughs> last year, the TV programme. And I was like, yes. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing And I had to do this minute interview, like whatever, to myself and then send it off on the phone. And, and I did it and I sent it off. I thought they'll never call me. Anyway, they only called me. And I had to go up to Newcastle and do a day's training. Um, and if you failed, you had to do the bleep test to level 11. You had to do a jerry can carry. Uh, 50 press-ups in two minutes, 50 sit-ups, and then like a sort of a log lift onto a onto a box or whatever it was. And um, if you failed any of that, you don't progress to the interview stage. Anyway, I passed all that, went to the interview stage, and uh, and never got on. But then it was in Scotland and it rained for two weeks, so I thought <laughs> I'm glad I didn't go there. You know what? It, it's funny. It's funny. This is how. This sounds like I'm making this up. Yeah, I'll apply for it. I didn't finish my application though. I thought, you know what? I'd really like to accomplish something with. Yeah. Like, I would have been. I would never have got on. I'm nowhere fit enough. But I applied for it. I got carried away one night. I was feeling a bit down about myself, and uh, I was watching that. I was watching the one with um, Joey Essex, Tony Bellew, and all that. Ah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant one. That was brilliant. Yeah, very good. Very good. Joey Essex. Who knew? Who knew? You know what? Incredible guy. And Incredible. Tony Bellew. I thought. I thought he'd have a lot more control than he did have. He's angry though, isn't he? He's yeah, angry. he is. But that Ant Middleton yeah. sussed him and said, "Listen, yeah. you come out of the, you come out of battle. Now you're a civilian. Yeah. You need to get yeah. a lid on that." And, and yeah. uh, I've listened. I've listened to. I, I'm a podcast addict, so I've listened to yeah. a lot of podcasts. And he was on one with James English. He's like the UK Joe Rogan, and uh, right. he was on that and telling about his life story and then his time at SAS and that. Yeah, it's um, he's an interesting guy, Tony Bellew as well. Yeah, he is, yeah, yeah. But um, listen, we could talk nonsense all day. But listen, yeah, we can. Yeah, let's bring it back around a little bit. And to the electrical industry, what, what CPS do you use? Um, what CPS do we use? Yeah. So, in terms of what do you mean? Your um, competent person scheme. So, all oh, right, okay, or, sorry, um, so. Right, I've never been. I've never heard it called CPS before. Well, you know. <laughs> I know now. Um, so we we're uh, ECA registered members, and we're NIC approved. So, did you go with NIC because you do? What sort of work do you do as a, as a firm anyway? We don't do much domestic. We do um, sort of railway work. So we'll do jointing on the railway, or we'll do like subway lighting. Um, we do. A lot of commercial stuff so we've done sort of factories and we've done care homes um sort of fire alarm installs and stuff like that um do a lot of testing 
Um, so, you know, offices in and around Leeds and York. Um, and then we do some bits for, <clears throat> you know, the old plum centres. We'll sort of do the shops and, you know, uh, not not the not the refits, but we'll do. So if you know if we carry out any ICN, then we'll do the remedials for that kind of stuff. We'll do LED upgrades and you know. So did you do an apprenticeship? Yeah. Yeah. Full. Yeah. So from sixteen to twenty, I did my apprenticeship. Lovely. Lovely. Yeah. So you're the you're a business owner. Yeah, director fifty fifteen with uh, there's Chris Burke who is my business partner. So how did how did you find your work then? Um, to be honest, word of mouth and um, Instagram has done a bit. LinkedIn's done quite a bit. We did. We used to do quite a lot for water authorities um, and sort of street lighting stuff like that. Um, private developments. Um, we've been offered the houses, but we've turned them. We've always turned them away because it's just not worth it. Yeah, and it's rough. To us. Yeah, yeah. Moving furniture. It's dealing with. I, yeah talking like housing association social housing type stuff well even if even if it's um you know 30 new builds on a on a plot of land wow. we we still won't do that um you know <laughs> so, so definitely a young man's game isn't it as well yeah yeah i mean it's just we'll do like this week we've been at a veterinary surgery doing um emergency lighting and fire alarm uh, additions to where there's no coverage um and then we've got we're working in Red. I'm actually in Reading tomorrow, um, and then Northampton, and then Teesside doing uh, EICR remedials. That's some. That's some mileage. Reading to. Yeah. Isn't Reading to Northampton. Isn't that like to, way up north? Isn't Teesside like Newcastle? Was that time? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So we're near Leeds, so that's like an hour um, from us. Oh, so it? yeah, yeah. Oh, way further than that. No, it's it's not. We're quite central, really. Um, it takes me like to give you an indication. It, where the where our office is, it's it's about forty minutes from Manchester, about um, an hour from Dar to Derby. So right. you know, it's not too bad. And then an hour to Newcastle, let's say. Everyone I'm speaking to lately is from Top North. Yeah. Even, even though people will say Derby ain't Top North. Listen, if you're past the M25, <laughs> I mean, north. even Reading's north. <laughs> Derby is definitely not north, it's it the Midlands, is. but anyway. <laughs> no, forget that. Birmingham's north. They're all north. <laughs> I'm not no. having it. I'm not having no. it. I drove no. Up, I drove up there to spend a day with Nick, uh, Nick Bundy, um, and I took right. her with me. Um, and she goes, Oh, so Nick lives in Stafford. And Amy lives in Derby. Right. No, she doesn't live in Derby, but she's work. She's staying in Derby for, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, she goes, oh, yeah, pick me up on the way. Definitely not on the way, is it? 50 <laughs> minutes. 50 minutes. Out your way. That's not on the way. And it was over here. And, and, and Stafford said, I was like, this, this ain't even close. No. <clears> no. Lunatic. When I'm... When I moved back here from the Isle of Man, um, I literally came over with nothing, left the business, didn't want to be there anymore. Just, I'd had enough of looking at the sea and the mist. And I came back over and I was out, I was only out of work for two days. And a guy rung me saying that he, they did your move estate agents. Anyway, I went around the country doing them. It was, it was great really. Um, and I went to do a job in Deal um, near Dover. Well, I live just around the corner from there now. 
<laughs> I mean, they, they've never seen, I don't think they've ever seen or heard a, a northerner. They were like, oh my God, your accent's amazing. So, it, so I call it the boonies down here. So I moved from South London. So I was born in Brent Croydon. Um, yeah. Then I moved out to Catron, which is right on the outskirts of Croydon. Um, right. And then during the lockdown, I was living in a flat with my wife, young baby. Um, and I had enough just being stuck yeah. in the flat. You could, I, I literally walk out my flat, walk to the garage, sit in the garage. I was sitting in the garage. Sitting in the garage because I had like a bit of a, a studio in there. I was looking up at the garage ceiling. I was kicking around. I was like, I wish I had a garden because you weren't allowed to sit outside or anything like that. Neighbours were right dicks. Um, yeah. And I was just like, we're moving. Yeah. And my mum and dad live around the corner down in Herne Bay. And uh, we just, every day, I don't know, I'll get moaned at for this, but every day we, we would pick five houses, on, like go on Zoopla, find five houses and go down and look at the area, travel to each house, you know, yeah. see, whatever. But we had a legit reason to be travelling because we're moving. Yeah, the, yeah. The lease was up as well, so um, we didn't want to renew that. Um, so no. we drove around looking for, looking for a house. Um, we found one and we just moved down there. I just absolutely yeah. moved and it was the best yeah. thing I've ever done. I yeah. Every morning, and I can see the sea. Yeah, um, perfect. I love that. Um, yeah. Being a being a townie, I love that. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah. Now I've been down it, and I love it. I'm never going back to London ever again. No. And I, and I think I what I I don't follow a lot of people on like YouTube and stuff, but I've seen a few. That is it, Tom Nagy. I've seen, and yeah. obviously his hustle and bustle in London and what he does is great. But I just think it just looks stressful. It just looks, and that—that's not a word that, that comes into my, you know, vocabulary very often. Um, because I think if you're stressful, you're doing something wrong. But tell, let me tell you about this. So, um, if you was a subcontracting spark in London, working on a commercial project, for instance, yeah, you had to travel from anywhere around London into London to get to the job, um, getting on the tube stressful with your tools getting on yeah stressful with your tools traveling for an hour and you know some jobs you get on and you think oh well, it's only like three changes three changes so the train would be on Cation, the train would be 50 minutes or something to london so yeah it's to london then you've got to get from victoria to wherever it was yeah like three tubes to get there and it's like an hour and 45 minutes of journeys and just to get there, you do your 10 hour day or 11, get paid 10 and then go home again. Yeah. And, then, and that was a very definite and stressful. And, yeah, um, that was incredible. People might think, like, and I had a wrong mentality about it whilst doing that. You think you're earning good money. Oh, I'm on 225 a day. All right, well, that's, first of all, that's not good money. No. Get that out of the head. That's not good yeah. money. No. It would be okay money if you was doing it on your doorstep for eight hours yeah that's different but when you're doing it uptown you're out you're traveling for three hours three and a half yeah. sometimes depending on if there's like a train delay or something now you add 20 minutes straight onto your journey minimum yeah and people think oh yeah uh well i'm on i'm on 225 250 a day and you're like relax so when i moved down here i took a mad pay cut really uh, yeah, that's ten minutes from my house. Um, I do other things. 
So yeah. I'm an electrician first and foremost. But right. I'm working my way off the tools by doing setting up other things. Um, right. Are you so, you're not self-employed then? I am self-employed. Yeah. Oh, you are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm just I'm just working as a subcontractor in Canterbury, right. which is yeah. I don't know 15 minutes from my house. Yeah, up, car park next to it, lovely. Yeah, park up there. <laughs> I do my eight hours. I'm home by quarter past four. You know, yeah. we have two, two we have two one hour breaks. You know, wow. I really don't do a lot of work. Okay, I'm not earning anywhere near 200 pounds, but yeah. I've got the evening to go in the summer. Oh, it's unbelievable! Go walking on the yeah. beach. You know, take the kid, take Harper on the beach, take uh, my dog, my wife, the lot, yeah, and the beach, chill out down there. It is the best thing I've ever done. Um, so the stressful nature of being a spark is there, but yeah, I'm doing it again. I'm talking about myself a lot. Sorry, it's good. I want to know about you. I'm interested in this. I think I am I interviewing you. That's the perfect. You have that's good. I've just had a massive coffee. All oh, right, <laughs> that's good though. It's kicking in now. It's kicking in. <laughs> so, so electricians, I thought they'd be on more than that in London no. as a subcontractor. No. No, relax. So the going rate in London is about at the moment. You only get paid for what you work generally. Yeah. Um, so there's no more of the time days where I book you in for twelve, shoot off at, after ten hours. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You get twelve. All that's gone. You know, yeah. you, work, you get half hour for lunch. If you take an hour, you don't get paid the other half an hour. Stuff like right. that. Um, and the rate is anywhere between, I've seen as low as £19 an hour lately. Yeah. And I've seen as high lately. Because I still keep my, I still keep my uh, eye, on, eye on it. And uh, I think I've seen the highest I've seen lately is about £22 an hour. Wow. Yeah. But it's all agency work. I mean, if you go direct, if you're direct with someone, you are rolling the dice whether you're going to get knocked. That's a problem. Yeah. You know, they say, oh, I ain't paying you for this week. And you haven't really, you can't really do anything. No. Take out small claims and all that, but who's going to? It's, it's a, I find the agency circuit and all that is a really lazy mentality. You know, yeah. I want to just go work, get paid, doing the least amount possible. Generally, yeah. But yeah. I'm one of them. No, I'm yeah. not anymore. Um, so yeah, it's not great money. There are some good jobs. So if I went back to London now, I've got a couple of people I could phone um, and I could probably get £25 an hour. You know, that's a decent rate. But that's £200 in the centre of London. Yeah. and that's So we, we, I mean, we charge £35 plus that an hour for a peer. You and know. that is, if I travelled from here to London, it would be an hour and a half on a train. And then when yeah. I ain't getting paid for that. Yeah. £125 a week as well to travel. Wow. So it's not worth it. No. I'll never go back to London again. Um, no. And where I was living, I was living right on the outskirts, on the outskirts of five. Yeah. So that was, you know, it was like 80 quid a week just to get into London. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think what what you've confirmed here is that stabilizing your mental health and your family's well-being is more than money, isn't it? You know. Honestly, um, I chased the money for a while, very unsuccessfully, um, and now what I've done was so people are so bored of this story. 
started a union for self self-employed agency sparks. Right. And I was of that mentality that a union would work. Then yeah. but it didn't quite work out how we, we planned it to. It's successful in its own right, but it didn't we didn't achieve what we wanted to. Um, yeah. I saw what I could do when I applied a mentality and a work ethic and focus to something when yeah. the union and it was successful in its own right that gave me the I saw it sort of clicked in my head oh it's fucking it's late for it to click in my head but I realized that I could change it for myself quite easily yeah so yeah this lazy mentality of instead of um to get a job you could I don't know, go on Google download all the all the or, or search all the um M&E companies in London and you could ring around yeah. be your own agency and you could get a better rate but the mentality is just phone an agency then moan about the fact that they take their cut out of your rate yeah it's the wrong way of thinking about it what of course it is yeah just put your front foot first and go for it that's right and so I've sort of adopted that mentality um but I quite quickly understood that I'm at the end of my excitement for putting in steel conduit and trace yeah. and fast yeah. yeah. I found myself doing these podcasts with like the likes of Mark Allison and Neil Bridgman and I'm blown away by their technical knowledge, you know. Yeah. Jesus, I don't know anything. Yeah, it's embarrassing when you speak to people like that. Yeah. 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 Jesus, I don't know anything. What? Like, so I, I've sort of pulled myself back from that. I try and steer clear of that. I'm trying to learn more. I've even got my professional development plan on the, on my whiteboard there. You know, yeah. trying to take things a bit more seriously. And then I put that same drive and effort I put into the uh, union, into another, into other revenue streams. And then yeah. now, and life's a lot easier. My day job, I'm not having to, um, I'm not having to graft my face off. Yeah. Yeah. And you can use that as more of a savings thing or, you know, you, you know, rainy day money or something like that. And that, that's yeah. what, and I see life as a bit like when you go to the gym and you seek a good body, when you go to the gym and you seek a good body, it never quite happens. But then say you go and do something like CrossFit and you just concentrating on the movement, on the fitness of the body, you know, on maybe cutting back the drinking. And along with that comes the good body. It's strange because you don't do CrossFit for us aesthetics or i didn't but i looked miles better than when i was just going in the gym for a better body or a better look do you see what i mean which is and that's the way i see business you know if you're chasing money chase 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 you'll well how much do you want to chase because you earn a grand a week you want 1200 you earn 1200 you want 1400 it just goes up and you never get there because it's never enough you know so the worst thing that could ever happen to me would be to do something like win the lottery. I couldn't think of anything worse because I'd, I'd then lose the purpose and I don't want to lose the purpose. I'll tell you, you, know? I'll tell you now, I'd have purpose. I'd have purpose. <laughs> Trust me. I, I'm putting this out into the universe. I want to win the lottery. I want to... <laughs> It'll happen if you tell the universe. I'm telling <laughs> you. Now. But you, you look at Tony Bellew. And what a great guy, what an awesome fighter, what, you know, the things he overcame and the fights that he won, incredible machine of a man. And then he retired. And because he, he's angry, because I don't think he looks, thinks like he's got a purpose. This is it. 
is exactly it. And that is, and that's when a man loses his way, you know. No, I would do stupid things like um, I always said. There's like, oh, you'll be bored in a week. I'll be like, not with this brain, bro. Not with this brain. <laughs> I'll be fine. Um, I'll come up with this thing. What I would do. This is ridiculous now. What I would do is I would get a boat, um, yeah. a yacht with a, a helicopter landing pad on it, hire right. an SPS, um, and like a 50 cal and a minigun, a whole lot, and have that attached to the uh, helicopter. So we've got right. and then I just go and hang out on the on the coast of Somalia and wait for some pirates. <laughs> Me some pirates. Like, wow. That's my brain. I'm a child. Yeah. I lay there yeah. about that before I go to sleep. You know, yeah. I'd be just fine. I'd buy every motorbike I could. You know. <laughs> trust me, trust me. You wouldn't. I've heard. I know my friends have been there and done done that and worked on the tankers. You wouldn't want to do that. You got a team of SPS and like a couple of fifty cows. You're gonna be just fine. Maybe an afternoon <laughs> or two. You'll be alright. And then you've got a helicopter if you need to jet. Right, if you need to go. Yeah, well, and it's going to have guns on it, so it's air support. Yeah, so you could just go from the, you know, from Yemen, you could just fly out and end up in Monaco and get, <laughs> go on the lash. <laughs> exactly, you know, that's how, yeah. that's how life works in my brain. You right, know, okay, I'm yeah. Half a lunatic. But you would be bored after a week doing that. <laughs> no, there's a couple of months, there's a couple of months there, isn't there? Well, yeah, maybe, yeah. Yeah, maybe. I, go, I, don't know, I might go on a treasure hunt in the Amazon looking for <laughs> or you know buy a motorbike and buy a motorbike at every track around the world that's not dick every no. track around the world and then just flying from racetrack to racetrack riding a different motorbike yeah you could buy two and just burn one of them exactly I could just you know matter. well I know just finishing up there would be someone there with an old rubbish one I'd be like yeah mate have that bosh See yeah you. yeah I'll yeah. Next one. On a serious note, I think I think my this Instagram that I've started and that sort of developed more, and then people are like messaging me, and in three months I've got not that I I'm I'm bothered about the amount of followers, but I was um, surprised by how many followers I've now got. I'm having a look at your thing now because it annoys me how many you've got, and I just think. I don't know how it's got to that in three months, to be fair. Uh, what is it? Do you know who keeps popping up? Have you seen her? Chick Sparky from Australia. She's Chick Sparky? Chick. No. She's always posting pictures of her in her underwear. It just, it, mm. It's not my fault, it comes up. <laughs> no. Well, it works on uh, analytics, doesn't it, of what you look at in your previous no, history? No, no right. Mine, mine doesn't do right. Not your phone. A naked ass come up. Is there a reason well, I don't know who's taking that. That is cheeky. <laughs> but yeah, so you've done 100 posts and got 1,400 followers in what, three months? Yeah. That's pretty spectacular. Yeah. Going. Well, and you know what? The, the amount of people who message me for, um, not to mention names, but um, for advice, to, to, to ring me about advice, someone that you had in your truck actually, ring me for advice and speaking to me and asking, you know, what that what my thoughts are on this, that and the other. And I just say, my opinion is this, and they're like, oh, I've done, I've done exactly what, what I thought, you know, what you thought, and it's worked for me. 
and it's incredible. And I just think that that means more than any amount of money to me. And it's great to help someone, to help in another human that you don't even know. I was on the phone last night for, for half an hour to another lad um, who's going self-employed and thinking about it and, you know, the mental health stuff and, and just loads of stuff. And I'm thinking, you know, why do, why, and, and like the on the tools thing, um, I'm, I'm going down to their studios, I think in January. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's just incredible. And I just think to myself, I don't know why people want to listen to me, but there must be a reason. It's a good thing. <laughs> so. it's, it's a good thing. Um, what a lot of people don't realise about social media is it's a creative platform now. It's a creative yeah. platform that anyone can access. And you look at me, right? Um, okay, I can talk. I can talk for hours. I can talk at myself. Um, and I've just been doing stuff on there. Same as you, doing stuff. Yeah. You know, just doing what, what I enjoy. And I've seen you doing the same. And that's one of the big questions in the industry because obviously there's there's two sides to social media. Obviously you've got you've got the positive aspect, which what you're trying to put over. But some of the stuff you say, I know, gets negative feedback as well. Oh yeah, yeah. That's the dark side, isn't it? Like that's yeah. I like, I found myself embroiled in many a Twitter beef um, and many a slagging match on social media. Uh, yeah. I'm away from that now. I just won't even entertain it for one second. No, that's, I've moved away. How yeah. do you do that side of things? Yeah, I when I put that thing on the traffic warden on, I don't know if you've seen it. Um, yeah, it was quite boring. Yeah, yeah, it was to be fair. But I, you know, not once did I. I'm a key worker. I'm a key worker. <laughs> I said to worker. I'm like, all right, mate, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> which which actually we are because we're in the first lockdown we got eight emails off network rail and care homes that we work for yeah. and schools we also do a lot of work in schools and they said if you get stopped obviously you're a key worker because we need the electric blah 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 and and you know that's fine and when i spoke to him and i i got some feed i've i got some messages saying you know you're you're you bank you brag about mental health you you know harp on about this and I said, well, what, at what point did I put him down? Or at what point did I, I was simply asking him questions. Um, and I started typing back to one person and I stopped midway and I thought, I've got 10,080 minutes in a week. I don't want to be wasting my minutes on you. And all I did was just remove the comment and forgot about it. And that's what happens. And if, you know, if, if someone, if someone's got a real issue, you know, my number's on the website, my, you can click on wherever, you can give me a ring, you can come and visit me in my office, I'll meet up with you if there's a real issue, and we'll have a chat, we'll have a coffee and a sit down, because I'd rather talk to someone about why I've done something, not to justify it, but to reason of, you know, to show them the reasoning behind it, do you see what I mean? But someone once said to me, you can't reason with a stupid person, so... What I do is, I do, you're always going to get negativity and you're always going to get people who've got comments of, you know, like swearing a lot of times and, and I, I, you know, that, that's just not my cup of tea. So I just delete them and move on and, and, you know, people like that, I think you've just got to ignore and outperform and that's the way to do it for me. And when, you know, when I sort of say what I say, I don't say it to get a rise. I don't say it to get comments. I don't say it to get followers. I say it because I believe, I see it, you know, in my mind and I believe it in my heart. That's one of the reasons I, I, I approach you to do this podcast is because actually, um, 
I don't. I, I see. Like when you're talking about something, you're talking your thoughts straight out. There's no filter. Yeah. That's no. What you're thinking. You yeah. then look back at it and think, well, I'm probably a bit wrong there. Or you might think, no, 100% right. You know, but yeah. what you're seeing and what you're getting out of you is 100% what's going on yeah. at that moment. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that's quite powerful. And I think that's what people gravitate towards because you've got so many fake, not fake, but you've got so many um, people that do social media and, you know, do content with like a, with like a, a version of themselves. Yes. Um, and yeah. We've all, I've been guilty of it. I've been guilty of it. That's what this podcast is about. This yeah. is me. This is you. Yeah. This is yeah. Nothing yeah. else. You know, no. Um, it's just fair, isn't it? And it's yeah. there's no. You ask the lad. You know, my mates who know me. There's no. There's no BS with this. There's. You know, I'll say what I say. If I like you, I like you. If I don't, I don't. And I'll. I'll say it, and I. You know, I'll say what I think. And yeah, sometimes, you know when your mum says to you, oh, you know, just rein it in a bit, you know, when you're younger or whatever, because you, you can be a bit sort of, you know, a bit of a shock and awe tactic. But but it's it's like, you know, when you, if someone's going in at a level two, I'll just go straight in at level 10. There's no, there's no, I don't see the point in climbing the stairs. I'll just bang straight in. Yeah. And, um, and I think that's just the way to be, you know. So. You will upset people doing it, um, but... I would give me a, give me one genuine person over hundreds yeah behind their mask or not brave enough to be there yeah. themselves you know um that's really important um i don't really portray anything other than what i am you know no. at the beginning i was a little bit embarrassed about not knowing stuff when doing these podcasts like i've done that i've done 100 podcasts now and the, the you can actually see the change in me like yeah where i was genuinely being me most of the time i say some dumb stuff and you know and now you've got a hundred percent sam in these podcasts and it's, it's important and that's why that's why